0: And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, t 996 here on the Ivory Refugees Podcast Network, the first show of 2023. We have, we have left 2022 in our rearview mirror. We have stowed it away. We have repressed it down. Um, I don't know if therapy can bring it up. We'll see. Maybe, maybe we needed some therapy here, John. I'm not sure. But, uh, but we're back. A new year, new teams. New season. Everybody, we're, we are tied for first place. The Spirit are tied for first place in the NWSL. Uh, the Kickers are tied for first place in USL. And the uh, DC United's tied for first place right now. Everybody's tied for first place. And um, last place. And last place as well. But, John, glass half full, my friend. Sure, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure, see- sure. I'm
1: seeing glass half full. John, how do you doing, my friend? How was your holidays? How was your uh, new year? It was good. I was just trying to think if I ever talked to my therapist about DC United, and I don't think <laughs> I don't think I did. So that's I guess good. Could have could have done that. Yeah. No. I mean, uh, I think I am in league with most of or many of you that hasn't worked for a while, uh, and as now sort of has to go back <laughs> to, to to working tomorrow, and I'm just not uh, I'm not excited about it. I saw uh, a TikTok that said like, if you are thinking, I don't remember anything that I was doing before I stopped. And I don't know how to do some things now. Don't <laughs> worry, you're not alone. That's everybody. So that was comforting. That was comforting. But it was great. Spent time with um, family. Uh, was sick a lot, which is what happens when you have a two year old. And, and is. And I think basically everybody now is sick, whether you have a kid or not. It's just like the the triple demic or whatever. But other than that, I, I can't complain. What about you, Ted? Good. Uh, you know, got to got to see
0: family. Um, got to you know, obviously watched you know the holiday the holiday soccer. That came about um, as we wrapped up the World Cup, club soccer got started up. It, it felt it did feel a little weird. It was like we just had this, you know, grandiose event of the World Cup, however compromised it may be. And uh, and, you know, then we just jump right into, I don't know, Brighton
1: versus Newcastle. And it's like, oh, this is a little bit of a I, I <laughs> loved it. I loved it <laughs> because it was like a, there were, they they scheduled it out that there was basically like two games every day. Yeah. I was like, "This is great! Like, I know I can I can know that I've got at least one game to watch today." That was pretty fantastic. Even if it, and also, there's been some kind of you know, not that this is an EPL show, but there's been some crazy results. One yeah. Ted will not like from today. No, most likely, dude. that will not want to talk about. We told um, you, I told you not to mention that on the show. <laughs> but that's I just... that's. I mean, Chelsea is. I'm wearing I'm wearing this, but I am I'm, I'm in the market for a new team. This is uh, a <laughs> this is no good. I unfortunately just have a lot of old gear that I've accumulated from when I liked them a lot more. But, oh well.
0: I'm I'm excited for the the Bundesliga starting up. I guess is what I'm most excited for, and that doesn't start up till January 20th. So just just crazy, crazy, crazy amounts of time. But uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, then I got I got to go. Uh, some of the friends of the uh, the Red Army hosted a a chili. They do it every New Year's. It's been canceled the past two years for because of COVID. Um, so that that's been a that was a nice thing to do. I got to catch up with them. Got to catch up on some some inside news uh, related to to the kickers. Um, so let's uh let's uh let's a cool stuff there i got to see some of those people who i don't normally get to see during the winter i normally see them uh, once the the kickers game start up so it was good to see them good to connect with them so um, and i'm moving of course in august so that that it was this is like of maybe the the last time i will get to do that uh, for at least a little bit so um good, what's good. the
1: lynchburg team again is there a lynchburg is there like- there's a there is a UPSL
0: USP UPSL team lynchburg fc um they appear to play during during the spring. Um it's it's very, very uh very much lower minor league. I'm not even sure if it's adult. I, I really don't know if it's just like college college guys that just, you know, from the various teams around Lynchburg right. that kind of form or, or what it is. Uh Th- But to Ted, t-
1: we both know you will be talking you will be talking about Lynchburg FC. You will be talking about whoever the rival is, some <laughs> Roanoke FC, you'll be talking about <laughs> Danville, man, do, do
0: not do not do not uh, do not doubt the lynchburg versus danville rivalry Now i'm just there see <laughs> happening already um but yeah but it was it was a good it was a good vacation i'm ready to i'm ready to jump in man i i know we'll get in we'll get into talking about the team we got the schedule out we got everything
1: um Some oh, crazy did, mm-hmm. did you say you wanted to switch topics to, to yeah. a new thing yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i may oh, have man. i may have found there's a soundboard integrated into our software so there there also may we we've talked about this uh we're, if you have any cool mp3s mm-hmm. <laughs> that you think would be cool to have on the show potentially a dave johnson it's in the net mm-hmm. or any dc united related uh sound trivia or sound fun uh you know rfk com or, yeah. or at gmail send them my way Spe- speaking of speaking of dave johnson um we didn't have him on the run we didn't have
0: this on the rundown but um there's room in the off season go crazy <laughs> congratulations i i guess congratulations to him and also sorrow uh for him uh, in his in his last stint at WTOP news uh so um i don't know what that opens up for him i hope i hope i hope this isn't the last we hear from him i know he'll still have wizards games he's still a main fixture as a part of that for the radio but uh congratulations to him on a a stellar career you know we congratulated him on his dc night career but he's also been a fixture on wtop so um if i certainly you,
1: mm-hmm. if you are a super commuter from stafford you may <laughs> or may not listen to wtop or used to listen to wtop all the time particularly yeah. in the mornings when he would come on with us with a sports break so yeah they they cleared out pretty much all of their longer time talent uh, he took a buyout along with a whole bunch of other people so hopefully uh, that's something he wanted and something that's going to work for him and like you said can't can't be the last we've heard of him. He, he's still yeah. uh, he, he's still uh, vibrant. So hopefully yeah. we, we hear about him in a DC United context pretty soon.
0: And he was mentioned, I think World Soccer Talk put together a list of, you know, commentators that they think should get the Apple deal. And, and he was listed as one of them. So
1: I, he's got the t- He may have more time to do that now. Right. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe that is something that's possible.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Still no word on that.
1: Still no word on, on what that is. okay. It's the, only January up. 2nd, Ted. <laughs> why in the world would we want to know about the broadcast of a season that starts uh, in um, at the end of next month? So why, yeah. who cares? It's unimportant Who cares? Who cares? All right, let's get into DC Night. Let's get into the team we actually talk about. Um,
0: Mateas Klitsch. I think I still am not sure if I'm getting that Close correctly. enough. Until he's <laughs> signed, you can pronounce it however you
1: want. I think that's uh, the word
0: his rumor is still puttering along here a little bit of a a lull, I guess. And I think this is kind of, I I feel like we've kind of reached the, I I think we're going to hear soon whether this is happening or this is not happening. Um, I feel like you usually have that big stir up. You get the, the comments from the, Uh, from the coaches about whether they want him to go or whether they don't want him to go. Marsh has made it very clear that he, you know, he thinks there's still value in having him here. Uh, He's also a coach that knows he needs all the help he can get to avoid relegation. And that's his number one battle. So
1: yeah, he's uh, talking a lot about moral victories. If you've seen him on, (laughs) um, by the way though, the man does TV very, very well. Uh, Yeah. He's got a career in that. Should this not work out? Hmm. Uh, But he, uh, has appeared in every game since uh, the return He's as come subs, on as a, as a sub, sub appearance as a sub, but that's been, but that's been his, that's been him for a while now under Marsh. So it's a question of, is that enough or does he want a, more of a role? If you happen to watch, uh, <laughs> glitch and uh, Tyler Adams were involved in a very funny moment. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. The, <laughs> I ki- did. I kicking did. Kicking the ball away and making who, who was the player that was getting really mad. I'm trying to remember who it was. I, I can't I remember. remember. Yeah. Somebody remember on Man City that. made him very mm-hmm. mad. Uh, so uh, you know, I'm I'm starting to be concerned that Marsh may, may be able to convince Klitsch that like, hey, you're our super sub, and then we'll get you rotated into start, uh, and we still think you have a career here at the highest level, and that maybe he might be like, all right, I, well, I can wait a year. What's what's another year?
0: Well, here's the thing. So I'm looking at his obviously this is from Foot Mob. I'm looking at his appearances this year. Um he's only played one full ninety minutes, I'm assuming, where he started. And I'm assuming the rest of these appearances are all sub appearances, even though I can't say for sure, but they're all less than forty-five minutes. So I'm gonna say pretty safely that these are that these are not um these are not starting Super appearances. Super sub. He's, so, he's the he's your guy off the bench. So he so what's funny? What's funny is you look at his past. His three appearances before the World Cup break, he played ninety against Wolverhampton, um, which could have been you know related to fitness and trying to you know he yep. was fresh. He didn't play the past two games, but other than that, he has not played more than like thirty
1: five minutes. Let's say,
0: and a that's why Poland.
1: That's why Poland didn't bring him right. Yeah, he has not. Exactly. He, you can't bring a guy like that to the World Cup. Exactly.
0: I, I think the fact. I feel like if Marsh was confident that he was going to stay or had a conversation with him that said that he was going to stay, I feel like he would say so. And he has stated, I think he stated in the last interview, he says, I'm not going to discuss it. That's usually, you know, usually leans towards um, I'm not confident we're going to keep him. I'm, you know, I'm trying my best to convince him. But, you know, I, I think you're right. I think I think it's a question of, you know, does he want to be a super sub? playing at a higher level or as you're looking at here's a chance for me to you know get a payday but also an opportunity for me to go and I know I will be the starter week in and week out um right. and I think that's that's the question he'll need to answer um and I think I think there is there is a a, a ploy here by by Jesse Marsh to throw him out I mean he gave him though I mean you got to look at the quality of minutes too his team was down three nothing and he gets a throw out against Man City so for sure But those are the the games
1: you can't get into at all if you're in MLS, right? You're not going to play against Erling Holland at all. I I wonder, too, you know, I always think about, I don't think about it as maybe maniacally as other MLS fans think about it, or particularly ones that are very online. Mm -hmm. How much do English fans view Ronaldo's move similar to anyone that's moving to MLS? Like, do they see that as the same sort of thing? Like, it's like, well, you've given up. This is this is you, you you no longer want to be relevant anymore, and that's why you're going to go there. I think they do. Mm. I think they kind of view it as the same thing. Just one pays a lot less and it's less hot.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, may, maybe they do. Um, I think they're wrong in that sense. I think I do too. Still, but. Yeah, yeah. I think from an MLS, from I, I think from a world perspective, it, it, the view of Ronaldo moving. Which, by the way, maybe we want to get into to that craziness that was oh, dropped. Spo- yes, that was good. About about where Ronaldo where Ronaldo might have gone, but I mean who,
1: who I, might have had his discovery rights? The discovery rights for one of the most <laughs> famous players in the world is a very just a, on its face a very funny thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. By the way, I'm getting, I haven't gotten into Football Manager to see. I don't know how they would do discovery rights or anything like that. Maybe there's a list you can.
1: That's a good question, Ted. It would. I think you might find that out on a, a future Twitch stream uh, that you may be doing <laughs> a football manager. Is that right?
0: I I might be doing. I I am working. I have purchased said game i am looking at dc united right now i might wait till the january refresh because it's a little odd to have like brad smith in the lineup and you've got this like crazy (laughs) mix of players and everything like that so speaking um, of
1: brad smith since we're not gonna talk about anywhere else brad smith is now a member of the houston dynamo so ben olsen is collecting his his first dc united cast off for his island of misfit toys in texas not
0: confirmed 100
1: but certainly a rumor gonna happen yeah gonna happen
0: um but yeah, so I guess back back to your original point in your original question, um, I, I think some of your fans probably do see it as a drop off. I, I think the the mood around MLS is is changing in a certain sense. I think you're, when you start having talent that starts coming from there, I would hope it's viewed a little bit more. Yes, you know, it it is not the quality of, you know, some of the top European leagues, but it is a still a very competitive league. I think having European stars like Rooney and Beckham come over there and they talk about the media, they say it's a lot harder than you give it credit for. There's still, you know, a lot that goes into it. Um, It's certainly not a league you can just kind of pick up your feet and, you know, and, you know, cruise for the rest of the season. So I, I think I, I I think I think maybe some moods of changing the move to Saudi Arabia makes no sense. I tried to look like how how could you even not that I would like I, I have no interest in watching Cristiano Ronaldo putter around this this Saudi Arabian league. But I was curious. I was how curious. Could you, as, right? like, yeah, wh- I was curious. How how can I how could I watch these games? And I think like there's I, the best I could find was there was like one streaming site, I guess that's owned by Saudi Arabian oligarchs or somebody where you could actually watch the games worldwide. It's similar to like, I guess the Apple deal where it's just like, no one wants to watch, the, no one wants to watch it on TV. Let's just sell a worldwide media rights deal to this stuff. So um, I'll, I'll be curious. I'll be curious to see what this does. I mean, this is kind of the first sort of marquee move, to the Saudi Arabian League, I think you know for for a player, regardless of what you think of him, um, he well, certainly garners attention. So we
1: saw how well that worked for China. So yeah. clearly, it's going to have a similar level of success. Uh, very, I
0: you know, very different, very different sort of ownership structures, and for and sure, everything else. one
1: one of them will never, one of those ownership structures will never run out of money, <laughs> and one of them, and one of them did. So that's we're speaking, of course, uh, the Chinese National League, uh, the the Super League, I think it's called. Yes. Uh, basically, every most most Brazilians that you've heard of that were <laughs> not quite at the top tier anymore were being paid absurd dollars to go play in China. Uh, Drogba went over there, I believe, for some uh, time. And Elka went over. there. just players I remember.
0: Yeah, Oscar. Did Tim Tim Cahill?
1: Did he go over there, or was he in India? I know I he, India he did stuff. the India. Santino <laughs> Cranta almost played in that Indian Super League. He went. He almost played there. I think a, mo- a couple years retired, maybe even went there. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but that league has falling apart basically china has realized that they're not going to be able to throw money at a league and become uh england in 10 years which is kind of the plan it didn't work out so just a, a note of caution for saudi arabia i think they're probably going to find a way to get those games a little bit more visible similar to wrexham like if ryan reynolds can figure out a way to get wrexham games on my television on a sunday he, someone will figure this out yeah. someone at adidas i guess or whoever Who, is ronaldo wrecked by adidas or nike I don't even know these. Yeah,
0: he's he's definitely Nike.
1: Nike, right? He he was on the he was on those like advertisements for the. So for the, somebody will <laughs> the Nike will figure it out. I don't know. So yeah. MLS, though, MLS uh, 2023 schedule finally came out. Yes. Uh, and, and and sort of we talked already a little bit about the fact that the Apple TV mechanism is not really understood. We don't know who's going to be announced in the games. We don't. Uh, we don't necessarily know, you know, what makes it special. The whole the, the original concept was like we're going we're gonna to broadcast in five languages. We're going to have local radio that you can simulcast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of those things are going to work, but at least now we know when the games actually are, uh, and uh, particularly for DC United, we know, you know, how many of them are going to be on linear TV. Yeah. So let's uh, Ted, let's walk through these the, the specifics here well, for the schedule. It,
0: but before before you before you get into that, I do say I, at said I think uh, Chile. Party cookoff thing I had at, at my friend's house. I had the opportunity to, to talk to some people. I guess since this is sort of after the deal has been announced, and we got to talking about. It. And I did, you know, again, small sample size. I did talk to some people. I, I was a little bit surprised there were people out there um, who who were longtime DC fans. I mean, the people who support the kickers who are part of the red army used to be a part of a group that would drive up for every single DC United game. So huge, huge, huge DC United fans. And I, and I was very surprised that some of them, or at least a couple of them I talked to had no clue that this whole Apple thing was going down. Um, and they reacted negatively to it. I know one person who used to be a leader sort of in that RVA DCU group, um, also said he, he said quite clearly he was not going to buy the, the TV package for Apple. So I don't know. So some interesting things that maybe colored my perception, um, my perception of this. Uh, and I, and I think that's been the reaction across. So just, just want to drop that in. That was yeah. one of the, one of the takeaways I had from yesterday.
1: It's always hard to know if you are just way too online or other people are just extremely disconnected. No. It's, it's one of those two. I don't know. I don't know which one it is, but one of those things.
0: Yeah. But, uh, of course the schedule let's get into the schedule um just quick aside i wanted to do uh toronto fc home opener february 25th bundle up well unless it's been like this week (laughs) and then don't worry about it i mean yeah i mean it might be hopefully hopefully it'll be like this um if you are looking to catch the team on linear tv uh you can watch a grand total of one game which will be on the road against philadelphia
1: which you may not want to do considering how that's (laughs) gone last year
0: yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's better. FS1 will be will be will be the where you can watch that game. Uh, again, there are some benefits that we have talked about, most notably. Uh, almost every game is Saturday or Wednesday with one game on Sunday. We'll get into the, to, to an interesting little, uh, caveat about that game and where it falls in the schedule.
1: Also, if you have kids and you don't live close to the stadium, screw you. You're never going to go to a game with your kid ever again. Uh, because that's just uh crazy, there's no <laughs> the one, the one Sunday game. I bu- uh, is the Sunday game, uh, uh, early start. I think it's, it's still like seven 30. no You're like never going to. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. If they're young, you're not going. Sorry, buddy. John noticed John had the had the reaction there but hey listen i if if this were a normal if this were a normal show and a regular in-season show and the chat were hopping I believe every I think that'd have a lot of company on the uh, screw this uh, particularly the Sunday ones but yeah anyway
0: um notable matches I highlighted New York Red Bulls and Philly uh, New York oh, yes, Red the Bulls.
1: Atlantic cup the the the, the storied <laughs> Atlantic cup
0: I mean I, I I only had those types of games I could have highlighted others but I, I picked those two um on the road. February, uh, sorry, August 20th. We'll get into that in a minute uh, with the home leg on September 23rd. Philly, we have home on the 26th and then on the road on the 17th, which we just talked about it. Our cro- co- cross-conference games were at Dallas, home to LA Galaxy, home to Salt Lake, at Vancouver. So to travel. go to the travel for that one. That's a good yeah, one. That's and a g- one. And the next one. And the Gressel at Austin. So some DC connections there and then home against San Jose. So obviously with the... Um, with the home with the uh, Eastern Conference schedule, it's home and away, so you you play each one. So you got to play everybody up and down, up and down that, up and down that standing. Um, the cross conference is where things can get a little interesting, and I will say, maybe we didn't do too bad on the Western Conference games. Um, Austin will be tough. Galaxy maybe will will probably be tough. We'll see what happens. Dallas. You know, we'll be challenging, obviously, on the road there. But, you know, you look at San Jose, they're pretty much about where we are. Vancouver, um, they may be pretty good, but we'll see. And Salt Lake, who, again, is still, I think, trying to figure out their whole ownership. And I guess who wants to spend more money? And they, they've they shown pretty much to spend about what D.C. spends. So could have been worse. Could have been worse, I'll say, on the, on the on Ted the is just conference. happy
1: we didn't get LAFC on this, on this list, <laughs> which I agree with. Mm-hmm. I would like to trade. If we could trade out uh Dallas for Colorado that would I would like to make that trade uh Don Garber please do that yes I, this I hope this means that next year you've got away games in l a Salt lake and San Jose that would be cool i there's a the, the left coast legion is out there uh it's an expensive road game to fly across the country but it's it's pretty cool having done it now a couple times so if that's uh if that's next year austin would be cool. Dallas, I have no interest in. Uh, yeah. Vancouver would be really cool, but also really expensive, I think.
0: I, I would like a mechanism, I guess, by which MLS could tell us how they decide these
1: cross-conference games. Is or it, like years out, right? Like yeah. if you know you're not growing, you could theoretically, if not have the well, dates, at least have the, the the matchups going forward.
0: Well, what I think like like the NFL, like I, I, I never knew this, but like until – I saw some video that popped up on my YouTube and I was bored, but like the NFL like schedules, like, so if you're the conference, if you're the division winner for the year, the next year you get all the division winners, I guess is like your, your cross conference game. Second gets number two. I, I I kind of wonder if MLS could do something similar, you know, where you're, you know, maybe if you're the bottom team, you play the four, you know, who knows. A but. trip to San Jose, like I just said, that'd yes. be fantastic. <laughs> Wonderful. That, that'd be every year. Um, obviously, if you notice there is one team missing that maybe you would be interested in seeing. Houston is not. Oops, excuse me. Houston is not on this list. Uh, ben Ol- the Ben Olsen either return to D.C. or uh, the road match out there will not be happening We'll um, See him in the final, I think yeah. is what uh, is what you gotta say right there. <laughs> see, if if he is if he is there next year, you have to think maybe MLS maybe pushes the scale a little bit to to get him down there. I think there'd be, be no
1: way that Houston does not play at at DC if they if they care at all about anything. Yeah, that's gonna happen.
0: Um, of course, one team obviously that's in the Eastern Conference is Montreal Impact, and guess who was just hired as coach? There will be a former DC United coach returning, and that is Hernan Lasada coming to. Uh coming to coach uh the Montreal Impact, a team that is, I think, on on a rebuild process. And uh, you know, it was it was certainly an interesting day when he was hired. Um and you know, their questions were brought up about his time at DC. He seemed to kind of say, Yeah, you know, I was a young coach, I maybe made some mistakes,
1: I didn't listen. You know, I'm maybe, two years maybe, older now. I'm so much wiser. It, we'll uh, see. Different now. Maybe we'll, <laughs> we'll see. <listen. laughs> If this just means an end to like vague Instagram posts making fun of DC United, I think it's a victory. So just just that he's employed and can stop, he'll have better things to do. Other than like one on the weeks where it's revenge week for him, good lord, get unfollow him. I think is the best strategy yeah. that I can give you. Yeah,
0: but good for him. He got he got he got, he got someone else to take a chance on him. I, I do think his his mindset, some of the things he did talk about could make him a very successful coach. I think he yeah. needed to learn. He needed to learn maybe a little bit about the politics in in, in certain senses, and you're not going to get the full control maybe that you want in certain. And,
1: and if you're looking for a franchise where you can have that, I would not go to Montreal. Joey Saputo is not the owner you want to F with, basically. So he better not be going into week three like, you know, I said I needed a, a striker, a midfielder, <laughs> a center back, and a goalie, but here we are. You better not, or else he's going to be posting weird things on instagram again so or not I, lo- I hope you're you learn gonna something. get
0: kai kamara and you're gonna like it yeah, that's right <laughs> i don't care that
1: he's 43 years old it doesn't matter he's never he's eternal yeah
0: one interesting wrinkle we'll see whether it ends up being an interesting wrinkle where we are watching decision day uh no decision day match for dc yeah they, they will not be playing because there are 29 teams in the 29 right yep yeah 29 teams in the league this year uh so there is an odd man out so
1: to speak for decision day. And that falls to DC United. (laughs) I love it. I think it's, that is the just punishment for a wooden spoon. It's like, this is not going to be exciting for you it's not sorry bud <laughs>
0: it might be who knows we might be sitting like eighth
1: place needing some results to happen which is
0: with this roster is probably the best case scenario with this point. watch
1: they have like a, a a stadium open uh watch party to see if you can sneak into <laughs> the eighth spot
0: <laughs> hey man i hope the i hope the uh the whip around show is is done by them because I'm, i will be plant myself on that couch to watch yeah. that obviously this is a uh, a a a special year, regardless of the results of the season for D.C. D.C. Uh, DC United will be the host for the MLS All-Star Game. Audi Field will be hosting it. No opponent announced yet. Um, last All-Star Game, obviously, DC, uh, the uh, Don Garber has done the has done the uh, uh, MLS All Star versus League MX format has been the past couple of years been a, a, a pretty fun format. I've I've enjoyed it, but obviously with the huge tournament coming up, it seems like MLS thinks maybe you know maybe we can make that sort of the marquee MLS versus League MX, and, and they look for for something else. So we'll see kind of what the what what it'll be. Will it be you know a return to more insular MLS All Star Game? MLS. Versus the world, or will it be another European team? My, my MLS versus
1: honest. Sunderland. I think we're going to bring back <laughs> Portsmouth. I think we, I think we could draw, maybe a little bit better than that. All right, all so, right, all right. Uh, Leeds, Leeds. We'll, <laughs> Mateus Klitsch will still be playing for Leeds, and he'll come and <laughs> he'll be it, playing in the All Star game.
0: It'll be curious to see who the who the All Star opponent is, though, for sure. And, and also, I'm not sure what impact. Seasons ending and and who's who's going to be making the tour around America. I think is I think that's kind of how they how they pick it is who who's coming,
1: who's going to be in the area. And then they start to negotiate with those teams. So and um, what club will be coming to play and beat D.C. United in the middle of the year that's not been announced yet? There's always <laughs> one of those. Uh, I, this is the we got the only capital
0: th- cup, right? The capital that's cup. <laughs> true. The only
1: thing I'll mention about this because it is just speculation and is betting and is a uh, sort of betting futures. Uh Everton may be the club that comes uh, this 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 summer with their new odds-on favorite coach Wayne Rooney. Uh, <laughs> if Frank Lampard gets fired, just uh, just something to just something to think about, just something to to bother you as you put, as you as you lay your head in your pillow tonight and think. I'm really excited for this season. Just have that little glimpse of like, what if we had to replace our coach <laughs> a month before the season? Just just have that little. Anyway, League's Cup. League's Cup. Let's talk about League's Cup. Yeah, so the League's Cup will be
0: uh, is the new tournament that is starting between MLS and Liga MX, and you know I think a lot of people there's been the a lot of collective groaning again amongst DC fans. Also, some other people pointing out uh, you got a lot of games. Something else I didn't put in the rundown too, which I think we should definitely talk about as a potential change to the MLS playoff format. Oh, yeah. Let's start, let's start with League's Cup. League's Cup right now will run from July 21st to August 19th. Uh, I mentioned a potential conflict. Should DC or the New York Red Bulls make a run to the final, yes. the final will be on August 19th. Uh oh. <laughs> and DC
1: will be playing the Red Bulls on August 20th. So, um Just yeah, cancel mean, just cancel that game now. Just- yeah. Just cancel it now because it's for sure going to happen. Oh,
0: for sure going to happen. For, for sure going to sure. happen.
1: I didn't realize I had to Google it recently. I didn't realize that everyone makes a league cup. They, that's a change yep. too, right? Yeah. So there's a DC United will be part of a preliminary round, basically a a knockout first round to get into the the group stage. We are an unseated team, which is not
0: not that's shocking. where we belong. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> so um, the, so essentially it's it'll be uh it'll be forty to the top two teams from um uh blah, 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 from either uh one from MLS and one from Liga MX so LAFC and I forget the other team from Liga MX but LAFC is certainly a part of that they get a bye to the knockout round so they do they get to bypass the group stage everybody else gets thrown into a group stage it makes uh, I think 45 teams so they're groups of 3 it was meant to preview the World Cup and how the World Cup groups were going to work, and well, that's probably not going to happen now, according to according to inside sources. Uh, so it'll be groups of three. Um, the the big The big thing about this is uh, MLS. I'm not sure if Liga MX is taking a break, but I know MLS has decided they will take a break, which automatically makes this light makes me like this tournament more than uh, than previous iterations of it. Because I'm like, if you're going to do something like this. You you cannot stick this in between two like MLS league games, and we saw what happened with Sporting KC. I think against, I think it was against Pachuca. I want to say or Monterey. I may have might have been Monterey, where they, um, where they basically said we have two league games. We can't. We we really just can't afford to do this. Throw out the kids, and they got walloped really badly. So already, I like this better. I'm, I am excited about this tournament, John. I don't know how you feel about it.
1: Um, Here's why I'm not, Ted, and why I just, I just sort of realized. The fact that we're an unseeded team means that we could lose our first game, not get seeded, and then we don't have any, any games between July 21st and August 19th, and we are just speculating. We are just spectating uh, this, this league tournament that we have nothing to do with for a whole month. Maybe. Right,
0: <laughs> I mean no. So so it's a group
1: game. So we play two games. We would play two games in this tournament. So it's it's groups of three. You play two games. Okay. So I I had saw the the bones of the groups already, and they basically had one remaining spot in each group. That's where they're going to sprinkle in the the yes. cannon fodder. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well then, never mind. It's it's entirely possible that we at least we have two games for sure. That uh, this is my here's my question for you, Ted. Mm-hmm. And we don't necessarily, the fact that they did it this way means that you don't have to make this choice, but I'm going to make you make this choice. Which are you prioritizing more in all things equal, Leagues Cup or Open Cup? I'm understanding that this this scheduled break makes it that's not, the, but if you had to, if, the, if that was different, what would you say? Honestly? Leagues Cup. Oh, wow. This yeah. is a man who loves the Open Cup, too. People. I do.
0: I love the Open Cup. The this gives you an opportunity. I think this is the opportunity for a and maybe it's the fact that we haven't taken the Open Cup seriously. I don't know. Maybe I want to change my answer. I, I feel like they're both right now. They're both very similar. And I guess and I guess I would say, would I rather win the Open Cup or would I rather win this League's Cup? I mean, I would winning the Open Cup still means something. But winning the League's Cup means you probably beat a league on side
1: in between there. Like, Basically, Ted is tired. Ted does. Ted does not. It does not get uh, Ted excited to play Flower City anymore. But it's still. It, playing, no, stop, Pachuca, stop. That is unfair. That, that is some. unfair. I, I, I still love the Open Cup. I still love the
0: Open Cup. I still love the Open Cup. Uh, to me, they're, they are right now. To me, they are on equal footing. This the opportunity to play against Liga MX side. This is something new and unique, I guess. The and I, And I'm all for uniqueness and newness.
1: Um, and we're about to get into that in a second. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would say for me, it's U.S. Open Cup because I think there's no way we could win the League's Cup. Fair. But we have seen that a bad team can sneak its way into the final and win and win silverware, and that's going to be likely our only chance. That's the only reason I'd say that. Yeah, I am excited. I am excited to do something new. I I I was one of the like 300 weirdos in RFK Stadium at the Super League of games when those were a thing. So yeah, I mean it's cool, it's different. I think we're gonna get pasted, but it's it's new, and I love and I love playing teams from different countries.
0: The, the biggest mistake, I, I will contend, the biggest mistake in all of this is so, MLS Soccer United Marketing. The the, own, the organizers of this tournament have made one fatal mistake, and that is not and that is they have not gotten a consolidated English language rights deal to League MX games. I will contend to the day I die that, that this is something that is a League MX should view the English soccer market as a potential untapped market that they can siphon off fans. And and really the biggest the biggest the biggest thing I have in here is I, I know Club America. I know Chivas I know all those teams I watch in the CONCACAF Champions League. But do I know the story of the players? Do I know any sort of storylines? and it's 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 difficult when it is primarily those storylines are all being told in Spanish. And I think it's an, an a huge missed opportunity in the build up to the League's Cup, in the build up with all these other with the with the All-Star game, that MLS did not go to League MX and said, "Hey, why don't you just take all your English language rights? Univision like parks it off on a channel that not everybody gets anyway consolidate them all together. Let's, you know, let's sell a package deal to ESPN, Fox, what have you, you know, let's put it on, you know, let's put it on Apple. Like, let's make this a part of the Apple deal. I think Apple would jump on that. And, you know, we have that English language deal consolidated, And I I think that is happening soon for league MX. Um, because it's all very, it's all very sc- scattered, but I think that's an opportunity to get more people interested in this, in this event on, on who are follow their, their MLS teams week in, week out, who maybe then could also check out, you know, Hey, we've got America in our group. Let me watch some America games and see kind of how they look, or we've got Atletico St. Louis, you know, let me see how David Ochoa is doing. So, I mean, I hope that's coming at some point.
1: Um, but I think I think it's a missed opportunity with this league's cup, and I think it could it could have helped interest. Speaking of things that will help interest, uh, from the man from the man himself, who says I would love a return of the uh, MLS early MLS style shootouts or uh, or whatever those things are called. <laughs> what was the name of those? Oh, the, the the what the MLS shootouts. The yeah, was it called shootouts? The yeah, they're shootouts. Yes. Yeah. So from the man who loves those and thinks they should come back. Well, tell us about the changes that are being rumored and potentially actually going to happen uh, for the MLS playoffs, I think even Uh, as soon as this year, right? Are are they doing the shootout? I heard about like the PKs. They're like if games end tied. No, I think I think this is saying you like them. So you're you're obviously you're a man that loves sport innovation.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I I would love, I I remember seeing there was talk about the League's Cup having some sort of format where if the game's in tight, and I think this is how they're going to, the the biggest problem with a three team group format is basically you play two games, you have one team sitting out, and if you have two teams that are going to make the top. You know the top of the group, they could essentially pass the ball around, so I think you need some sort of some sort of item to throw something in there, but yes, I mean i i'm hey i'm all for I'm all for this tournament being an opportunity to try
1: things. I think it's fun, I think it's a unique thing to to do so yeah but yeah tell now tell us about the MLs playoffs change though that's that's the thing I wanted you to oh that's that that's you really you need to lead you need to lead me I in did. listen more. you're going to listen back to that and see that I handed you this ball. Right to, right to the gut. You, no, you did not. I, I will continue to not make it clear. Uh, we're anyway. going gonna to clip that. we're, uh, we're going to clip that. Clip.
0: <laughs> Go I'm ahead. Sure. Okay. All right. But the, uh, yes, the MLS playoffs. Um, see, that didn't not as unique to me because
1: it's like a group stage. Maybe that's why I didn't click. for That's it. pretty unique, I would say, compared to the way not, things have been done since 1996. And not, not unique, but okay. So if you haven't heard MLS,
0: uh, potentially, we heard it was being discussed. And usually when it's being discussed, it's going to go forward, uh, that they are changing up the playoffs again <laughs> for what feels yeah, like that. That's the,
1: that is not uncommon. The fact that they change it is not uncommon, but
0: it is certainly not uncommon. Um, but they are going to, uh, basically play a group stage. So the big, the big change is obviously they're going to play a group stage. Uh, so eight teams will make the playoffs is what we're hearing. So, Still kind of hovering around that, uh having around that 50%, but then we'll go to a group stage. Um, I believe I remember the discussions being like the top two seeds will get two home games and one on the road, and then the bottom teams will get one home game and two on the road. I was trying to figure out how how do you decide like what the top teams road games. I think it should be three, two, one, zero. Top team gets all their games at home and then it goes, you know, one down from there. And, like the, high- and the
1: DC United spot, the, the optimal DC United spot of eight means that they will play no home games <laughs> at all once they get into the playoffs. Right. But I, I think there's some
0: owners that still wanna want to sell playoff tickets. So the, the reasoning be- the, the reasoning the reasoning behind this the reasoning behind this is, is that Apple TV obviously they, they want more they want more games, basically. They want more games on these. It doesn't increase it increases the amount of games it takes to win a championship. But I, if I have to be honest, and I think this was a this was a format that has been proposed uh, by the late Grant Wall. I believe he proposed this type of format for the MLS Cup playoffs. I I am actually maybe one of the few people everybody was against this. Everybody thinks the MLS Cup playoff format is perfect. I do not think it is perfect. I think it is better than the two legged format. I think it is better. I think the higher seed hosting is always is always a good reward. I am of the opinion, though, that it is way too quick. It, it seems to play like a 34 game regular season, and then you just have to win. If you finish top, you just have to win two more games to win your championship. Every single other playoff game, I feel like there is a proportional, you know, proportional width. You play in the NHL season, you play a whole bunch of games, and then it takes that many more games to actually win a championship. And you still get an advantage. Um, and I think MLS can actually increase that advantage with what they're doing. Um, so I'm at a proponent of this. I mean, look at look at how like incredible nearly every single World Cup group is. We're going to get some potentially some some pretty crazy outcomes um, and scenarios that I think could develop. Now, it could there will be you know probably some dud groups. There'll be some groups that'll be decided. The knockout stage also is not going away. It's still there. It's just another leg. So I think you're still getting the drama of that. I'm honestly a proponent of this. I get the idea. I I wish MLS could settle on some type of format and stick with it because I do think that impacts things. You know, the the Stanley Cup playoffs have a set format. The NBA playoffs have a set format. NFL playoffs have a set format. MLB has a set format. They've changed it up a little bit. You know, uh, all those leagues have changed it up. It hasn't been the same forever but they have pretty much settled on a format and they've stuck with it and you know it so i understand the frustration of oh my god we're changing this
1: thing again but if you don't like the format if you don't like the format just wait a year and it'll be something different it's probably the (laughs) well i I think this is something maybe they could actually settle on like this
0: is this is an optimal format and i think apple will be like we're doing this we're gonna do it for five
1: years at least
0: (laughs) yeah they got 10 years on this deal so I think there may this might be the moment when they kind of get some get something locked in. I like it. I think it's a good format, John. I don't know. Maybe you're a, you're of a different opinion.
1: No, I, I listen. To I, I we have said from the start. I, generally, I am not as much of a uh, a sports innovator as you are. I think that's neither a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's just different. However, I do think that MLS is in a uh, death spiral of interest as far as television goes. And I think making it even more I mean, technically making it harder to find by being behind a paywall, uh, I think that you got to try different things and make it exciting and get new eyeballs. So in that way, I don't begrudge them trying to do something that gets a casual fan in and saying, hey, it's like the World Cup, that thing you like, that thing you watch every four years and don't watch anything else. Even if, like you said, it still has some elements of the original playoffs in it, I think is a smart move.
0: Yeah, and and other... Excuse me. Other European leagues do do it. Do no, don't do exactly this, but they do do like the Austrian league splits their season, splits their group into two. They have a relegation group and a promotion group, and you know they do a whole another sort of home and away group stage before deciding a champion. So it's not something I think that would be. I think is totally out of the blue. I think you're right about the World Cup comparison and everything like that. So. um I, I like it. I'm excited to see it. We'll we'll see when it sort of becomes official because it seems like it is it is moving that in that direction. All right. Let's get into we kind of started with some
1: D C roster news and we went DC United uh, sandwich. It's a news
0: sandwich. <laughs> uh two thousand twenty three super draft.
1: Good thing that we did a long preview of this and uh and oh, really yeah. good. <laughs> that's really good.
0: We, we we decided to talk about whether we do a preview and, and then we're like, well let's wait and see if they actually take somebody in and, and we made a we made a good call we were not good at sometimes at, at nailing things as far as planning, but uh, but we certainly nailed must. this. Uh, DC United had traded. They had a second overall pick. They used it uh, to trade uh, to Orlando uh, for right back Ruan. So they have, I think for all intents and purposes, have, uh, do you think this is a settled back line now? Yeah. Uh, are you, you don't yep. see any other major? I
1: difference? don't. I don't. I think you've, you've got a new left back, a new right back, a new center back, uh, and then a lot of players still under contract. Yeah. So I th- I think that's it. I don't, I don't, unless you, I think there are a lot of fans that are still thinking that Steve Birdbaum is going to go somewhere. No, nope. I'm telling you that he's not. Uh, nope. Don- Donovan Pines is not going anywhere. Brandon Heinz is under contract. A- a- Andy Nahar is going to mix and match uh, with Ruan. Pedro Santos is going to mix and match uh, with uh, Jadzi. Uh, so this is it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I,
0: and I think. This move, I think, was first met with, oh, this is a good move to, well, eh, he hasn't. And uh, Orlando fans, there was sort of a mix and match. A lot of Orlando fans being like, you know, I think he's on his downswing. Good to see him go. A lot of others being like, he's still a a good guy. Seems like he was a fan favorite amongst a lot of Orlando fans. So it seems like we're getting a good character guy and also a fairly decent soccer player. He is still like in the prime of his career. Um, unlike and, Pedro
1: Santos, for instance.
0: <laughs> unlike Pedro Santos. 27 years old. Um, for for Ruan. Um, if you look at his sort
1: of his stats, which will pull up the F stats, we gotta keep it up. We gotta keep it up, John. That's right. I've got yeah. I've got the number, I've got the page. I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah. Uh,
0: I, I got the page as well. Let's get into some more. Let's, let me do the generic ones. Four years in Orlando. He was a main fixture, 118 games, so he certainly was a main fixture. Four goals, 12 assists. Not yeah, not 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 no, nothing special. Not an offensive threat, really. I think we can say really. N- not an offensive threat, but certainly got into the sort of the final third. He he plays right back. So, I don't think you're expecting like if you're expecting 40-30 assists from him.
1: Did uh, Did Ruan score the chip goal on uh Romo at home last year? Was that him? I have From no right idea. back? Yeah, I like I might no have remember. Been. I have to go consult the internet. So I'm not sure anymore. But anyway.
0: Yeah. But um obviously we talk about, we talk about his F brief stats. Uh, he is in the 84th percentile as far as like non penalty goals, which is something, uh, is expected assists and, uh, is at 72 percentile. He is very much an attacking. It appears like a more attack minded right back, uh, based on the past year, uh, according to how, how F, how F, F FB ref kind of does these stats. Uh, defensively not so much as far as his defensive involvement i will say looking at sort of some of the lineups um the orlando played with two sort of holding midfielders sort of defense minded midfielders so maybe he wasn't getting a lot of those opportunities maybe he was pushing up a bit who knows if 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 maybe this will hold um he is he does have a comparison to alistair johnson who is currently
1: right now at celtic and has had a great career so
0: not a bad comparison.
1: Just don't look at the bottom block, basically of his of his, <laughs> his scouting report. That's the that's the one you don't want to look at. I think I said before he's like a he's like a Bizarro uh, Donovan Pines. Like yeah. he, he he's good at the things that Pines is bad at, and vice versa. But you know, this is guys. This is uh this is about next season, and they want to find somebody that that is, M- that is mls quality that they know what they're going to get that they can predict the outcomes uh, to some degree. Because this is about next year, and he's young enough that he can stick around and play for a couple of years. But you know, I don't. He's not a game breaker. He's not. Doesn't give you. He's a different right back than we've had, right? But in, in the recent past, it's been Andy back there. Uh, it's been Julian Gressel back there. Different skill sets. Uh, more of a threat offensively. More expensive. Uh, well, Andy wasn't, but it's it, so you know, calibrate your expectations about what your fullbacks are going to be doing under the system. I think they would love it if they would just concede less goals. Yeah, that's really what they're going for here. So, let's hope that's the outcome. Be difficult, be difficult to break down. I think is definitely what they're what they're looking at here. Um, and those stats would not tell you that that's the case from it, him <laughs> last year, but maybe it's going to be different. I, I think the the biggest thing I like
0: about this is that it is a this is a very much it, the step down from if there is a step down from Andy Nahar. I would say these two players are comparable in some ways, or maybe, you know, certainly it's sort of an, more equal. It's not as like, I love, uh, obviously love Chris Odiatsum, but the step down from Manny to heart Chris Odiatsum is, is a lot greater than this. So I think, I think from a depth perspective, obviously we know Andy's issues and he is not a guy that can go play every single game this year at that right back position. I think it opens him up maybe to push forward a bit. Maybe he plays more of a winger type type roles, So from that perspective, I, I really do. I really do like this move. Um, I, I like this move from that. I like this move that it sort of solidifies that we, we know who the one and two of the right back. Cause I think that was still a hole we need to fix. I think we have left back, the left wing back and left back positions figured out. The center defense is maybe still the weak point where I don't think we've improved enough, but I think what, like you said, it is what it is at this point. And you got to hope there are players there that will either step up, or that will sort of have a bounce back here, which is entirely possible. Um, There's still a lot of questions in the midfield. I feel like DC is still, they're still gambling that the guys they brought in um, Martin Rodriguez, Christian Benteke, uh, and obviously Ravel Morrison are going to pan out. That still seems very much like the gamble here uh, that those guys in the summer, maybe
1: that's all you can do. And maybe you reevaluate come the summer, whether it works out or not. So, do you think uh, Chris Udojatsum, who's out of contract right now, is a player they look to bring back? Understanding that this is the list of players, defenders under contract. Uh, Matai Kimbone, Steve Birnbaum, Jacob Green, Brenna Heinzeich, Andy Nahar, Donovan Pines, Gastu Sumake, Hayden Sargis, still under contract, and Derek Williams. Do you think he comes back? Or do you think, I, like I think potentially, that Matai and Jacob are going get to those, get those minutes that they would have normally given him? I, I
0: think you almost have to at this point. I
1: think you have to... It, it's it stinks for chris it,
0: his story is incredible but he also
1: had his best season i think last year that he's had ever for dc United. Yeah, that's true so, so i think so i think he certainly belongs in mls I, even if it was for the worst team in mls i think he has a place so hopefully some i've not heard anything about him getting picked up or either usl or mls so hopefully he finds a an opportunity i, I think he will find a
0: landing spot i think it just it just takes some time i, I mean i will say looking at the Looking at sort of the, I guess, the breakdown, so to speak, um, or the uh, looking at sort of the the depth that has been built, I, I think if even if he's on a minimum contract, maybe you're not, if you're DC, maybe, maybe he looks elsewhere, maybe they offered him the minimum con- or maybe they offered him a minimum contract where or he can go down to USL where he could flourish. And yeah. get paid a lot more, um, because there's not the sort of
1: salary cap restrictions that exist in MLS. Um, so, Hayden Sargis, uh doing a lot of work on his clothing brand. So, if you're wondering <laughs> why he's getting into this off season, I am. <laughs> I am one of those people that looks at, at at players' Instagrams in the off season and judges them if they're not in the gym. Uh, Ravel Morrison finally has gotten in the gym, and now it's serious. Like he waited until like December 25th, and then he's like, "All right." Now I'm getting in the gym. Everybody else, everybody else has been pretty much uh, has been busy. I'm trying to think of this list. The kids have been uh, all, basically any young DC United player that you've ever heard of is training together. Uh, also, Andy Sullivan and uh, and Drew Skendrich are playing with each other against each other. It's kind of very cool. There, but I think it's called Next Pro Soccer. I think is the name of the the. I'll find it somewhere and throw it in the throw it in the the things if you're looking for. You know, what's Ted Cudi Pietro and Griffin Yao's back in town? What what are they doing? This is this is where they're they're training. So it's
0: kinda yeah. cool. By the way, I don't know if we mentioned Drew Skundritz off to Colorado Springs switchbacks in the USL uh,
1: championship. So still training in his DC United gear, by the way. Just uh, <laughs> Hey man. You he, he, yeah, he he got, he, he, he got it for now. Also, that's like the MLS Club. So yeah, you're gonna wear that until yeah. until you're at Colorado practice. Then you'll be like, okay, now I've <laughs> hey, got this. And and there were two
0: DC United did have two other draft picks, um, both in rounds two and three. Um, ben uh, Ben Stitz with the thirty first overall pick uh, from Baltimore, Maryland. Maybe they're thinking. May yeah, we'll see if he can earn a contract. Obviously, with these lower level draft picks, they don't have a contract. They're invited to to train, and then they're then they sort of then they decide whether they want to sign them to a contract or not. Maybe one of these guys. Be at yes, and. Um, Aiden Rocha, Roca. I'm assuming Roca, the other pick. uh, Also, I think a local guy from the area. Yep from from Brookfield Marion. So they went they went local with their guys. Um, I think they are looking looking at guys. I think they can bring in and and I I think signing signing local guys also. I think does say that you know hey, we've got a spot for you here at Loudon and we think we 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 do like you. We you know we just know you're not ready yet. Why don't you come? You can you can play at Loudon. Speaking of Loudon, I think we'll get into this first, John. I know you have a a lower on the rundown, but Loudon United there's getting a change of ownership. This has kind of been one of the one of the discussions that's been that's been uh happening. MLS obviously moving sort of divesting interest in USL. Um they were a big big proponent of having, you know, second division teams all over uh all over the USL both championship and and League 1. Uh and but they have launched MLS Next Pro last year. They want all their teams in there. Uh, DC United was limited, <laughs> was very limited by the fact that they had signed a deal with Loudon stating that they would keep the team in second division. I don't know if that means USL championship or whether it just has to be second division, obviously. Um, by the way, I, I want to know like how that how, was somebody in Loudon like really like on the nose about that. That just seems like such a like. I don't know. It's just weird to me that that would even be a stipulation. Like who, who on the like Loudon City Council even knew about the division? Someone smart, someone paying a little <laughs> bit of attention.
1: Uh, they don't want to like revert to an NBS- NPSL roster or college kids. That are, they I mean, I'm yeah. good for them for H- actually saw- paying attention.
0: Yeah, hats off to them. But uh, so, DC United's in a little bit of pickle. MLS wants them to go to MLS next pro. They're talking about putting a team out in Baltimore. I think we all kind of thought they were they they were going to be forced to actually spend more money, maybe than they wanted to, on sort of two developmental teams. Um, but that apparently is not the case. They are looking to sell the team uh, to my majority ownership. DC will keep a minority
1: share. That's going to be it? stipulated too, by the way. I, I guarantee you that that minority share is about that contract. So
0: yeah. Yeah, I think it's keeping keeping them invested, keeping them in there. And I think it allows them maybe to divest, divest them maybe a little bit of money um, that they spend on this. I'll be curious to know, do these owners maybe want to bring in their own staff? Do they want to maintain? I mean, they're going to be using the, the field next to the training center. That still has to be there. Yeah. Um, obviously, the, the more interesting aspect of this is that uh, this will allow, potentially allow Loudoun United to participate in the Open Cup, uh, which would be something I think that would be pretty cool to watch. Um, and does that maybe help drive interest in the team? I don't. I've, I haven't been out to any Loudoun United games. I know we've got uh, our uh, <laughs> our uh, guys over uh, to the two Loud Adams guys that cover uh, Loudoun
1: United, but uh, crowds haven't looked so good when I've like watched them in those games. So, I don't well, they've been it. very bad. So yeah. that will certainly that'll certainly affect it. I, I, you know, uh, the weird thing is that the DC United spent a lot of money in the last year uh, staffing up at Loudon. They've redone the website. There's more people in the media department. They are basically being like, oh, okay, we should make this like minor league baseball and make it so that there's fun reasons for families to attend, rather than being like, hey, don't you want to come watch I don't Mike, Mikey Gamble? Don't, you know, <laughs> isn't it good that we're in USL championship? No, they don't, that's not gonna that's not gonna cut the mustard when you're that close to, to DC United. When you could go watch the last place team in DC United play. Oh, it's it's a competition. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, this guy who owns two minor league baseball franchises in Maryland, to your point, does he see an opportunity to sort of consolidate those some of those roles? It's going to, by the way, expect there's going to be like, uh, like Star Wars night where Loud United is wearing Star Wars jerseys. He's going to is going to minor league baseball the crap out of this franchise. And I think that's fine. It doesn't matter. Like, I I think it's maybe it's slightly sad for like, uh the stampede or a group that's sort of wanted to see this as like an independent brand as like, you know, our, our local club that's trying to make a run up the, it's just not that like, unless, unless this guy goes a different direction, he's, he has bought franchises that are in a pyramid controlled by major league baseball. And he says, how can I use this to make money? And minor league baseball franchises print, Good ones print money. They don't pay for ro- they don't pay for the roster. Uh, they just they just do stuff that makes the games fun to go to. So interesting, interesting outcome. I think it's only going to be good things for anybody but Loud United fans who are like, I wanted this to be my local soccer club that wanted to win USL championship. Everybody else well, will be better off.
0: Well, you know, and and I think having having new ownership that's sort of separate from DC, I think potentially increases that because. Could be. Because you have an ownership that knows that if they put a winning product, people are going to want to come watch it. You know, it's happened here in Richmond um, with our with our local team. Though, you know, from what I hear, there sounds like there's some uh, a little bit of divesting, maybe a little bit of 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 wheeling some things back. So, interesting year for for DC for Richmond next year. But you know, I I think having that type of team rather than being DC, whose primary goal was to use this to give guys minutes. So then they could develop for the first team, and that was their primary goal. And they made it very clear, and it was honestly rather successful. They had guys like Ted uh Griffin Yao, um, Jackson Hopkins. Uh, you know, all those guys. You know, cut their teeth sort of at that lower level, were able to get minutes, and I think it has it has improved them as they sort of gone up. Where for a while there for DC, it was very much like we signed this guy, great, and then he like sits on the bench maybe makes a couple appearances, maybe gets loaned to Richmond. He hates it because he's not from Richmond. Chris Durkin being like the one exception because he lived there. So it was much easier for him to go down there. Um, and then nothing really happens. So I don't know. I, I think it could be something good. Um, obviously the uh, Stephen Goff reporting that DC is looking at a Baltimore team for MLS next pro. A lot of controversy about that. Um, I think the team wants to sort of recapture that sort of Baltimore market that they lost. And I think, honestly, the signings that they made seem to be indicative of that, uh, that maybe we'll see them start for the MLS next pro team. Um, there's talks about a stadium. I believe studies are being done in Baltimore for a stadium. Um, we'll see. I, I, I think it's a, that, that's a very good thing for D.C., especially if they're successful. Obviously, I do think Baltimore. Baltimore should have a some some form of a professional soccer team. I know I, I'm not necessarily. Do I think necessarily it should be a DC United controlled MLS next pro team? Not really. I, I think I would hope for something maybe a little different.
1: But. Yeah, there have been other franchises that have tried in Baltimore at lower levels. Um, yeah, none Dallas, I think full season professional, right? Yeah. Oh no, there
0: there have been. I think NESL the, uh, the Baltimore. Bose. I think it was Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace Baltimore or something, and they were in N E S L at one point, very, very early on, and, and it didn't work out. But that's like that's a market you think that's a team that you think would have some sort of lower division soccer. They've got, you know, they've got baseball, they've got football. Like the fact that they do not have a at least some form of a professional soccer team, I think, is is something that to me has always is always been um, rather shocking. So. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what maybe they'll announce Baltimore United here uh, in a little bit. Um, so I think we're going to close out the show, unfortunately, on a, on a, on a pretty sad note here. Um, Kevin Payne, longtime CEO, director, the guy uh, that I will say was the first was the first MLS executive to or front office to get it right. As far as branding, marketing, fan engagement, Um team build how you build a successful team in 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 mls uh he did it all right first and everybody else is just a, is just an imitation even garth Lagerway, all just an imitation of that or have built upon that so he was a foundational person in this league unfortunately passed away uh suffering from from lung disease john you have it here in the show notes dc and i would not exist out of without him and i think i hundred percent agree with that yeah um,
1: uh, literally, like li- the, this is the man who came up with the name, came up yep. with the brand iconography, uh, came up with the importance of supporters, that supporter groups, which is something that was new and not really understood in this country from a soccer perspective. He was an innovator from uh, the perspective of how you build a team and where you look. Mm-hmm. MLS 1.0 was about him understanding that South America was an underutilized, untapped resource for, for players in Central America. Uh, and he did that to th- the benefit of the only stars that this team uh, possesses. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad, sad, day for the club, sad day for his family, obviously. But I, I think a lot of new DC United fans may not understand sort of the shadow that he left on the club. And, you know, he left, uh, he, he, he turned the, he turned the job over uh, to Dave Casper the team has been since the team has been the way it's been since then. Uh, the 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 glory days are in the past, but he certainly, you know, I think Bill Hamid put a post basically like, you know, I would I would kill for another one of your hugs. Like you were a father figure for me as I was an eighteen year old kid, not knowing what I was doing, not being emotionally ready to be a professional soccer player and you were firm and patient with me and and love me and let me get there so like you know we don't you know we don't know how the things are subsequently you don't know what the player's emotional relationships are mm-hmm. with his predecessor as you know people will followed him but you just know that everyone similar to grant wall everyone in the in the dc united environment uh, ecosystem who was there in the good days and then sort of there in the the middle years where he was still sort of in charge uh know that he was important and he was and is he's, he's somebody that will be missed so
0: yeah and i think i think my favorite my favorite story i guess i heard about him and and i i will say i, I will not attest to the validity of the, the validity of this i, I read it I'm fairly certain I read this a while ago but I think like the first the first game like the home opener for DC United I think there were a lot of South American fans that tried to bring drums into RFK and now it's it's just common it's just accepted and the staff the stadium staff started taking him away be like no you can't bring this in like you can't bring this in and I think he had a moment where I think he had to direct down to the stadium you know event staff to say let him in this is a this is a different environment from a from a washington Washington football team game this is the you know, the South American you know we want that atmosphere we want everything and i you know i I think back to that moment, and I'm like you know if, if it had gone, if they had had somebody else in that role, who would have not gotten it, who would have not understood what that meant to sort of building an atmosphere or not had the vision about what it could be uh, you know, maybe we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have had the bouncing stands. We wouldn't have had the atmosphere that we had at those, at those early DC United days. And really that carried on even through very lean times. Uh, I I don't know if we would have had that. So like that move to me, is almost like a butterfly, you know, butterfly moment where it was like, could have gone a completely different direction. And we would not be sitting here talking about this team because they would have folded by the time. They would have know. moved. Uh, yeah. Man,
1: they for sure would have moved. I think yep. that, they, that, that was a threat that almost occurred uh, when yep. the stadium situation was going on. But if they didn't have the, the equity built from their success, it for sure would have happened. Yeah. I, I you know, it's hard to speculate, right? You don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, try to think about that drum situation now happening at Audi Field for the first time. And think about sort of what the reaction might be mm-hmm. from decision makers about what we're going to let in and what we're not going to let in. And, uh, you know, you could say a lot about the difference between RFK and Audi Field. And one of those things like was uh, the desire to build a culture was not going to be about the amenities of the stadium because it was a pit. And you let a lot of things go because you wanted to make that sort of as everyone, some as Jason Anderson calls it, the CBGB of, of, of American sports. Uh, but, I, I don't know that that, ha- that would happen now. I don't know that they would, I don't know that the decision we made at the leadership level, like let's do the culture thing, even though it might be a little dangerous and it might be a little bit, not what we're expecting. Um, I don't I just don't know. Different times, yeah. obviously, but
0: you know, and we were, I think one of the first teams to, to do that. You go watch some of those early MLS games and look at the, there isn't the drum, the the banging, the the stuff that you see in the atmosphere just doesn't exist in those early days. And I think it's 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 hard to look back. And I think a lot of people, you know, who didn't grow up watching the team in those days, um, even for me. I mean, I I was five when the team was started. I mean, I was, I thought trains were the coolest thing ever at that point. So I, I knew the team existed, but I certainly was not a huge fan. Uh, but even in some of those, you know, two thousand three, two thousand four, we were one of the only, only teams really bringing an atmosphere week in and week out. So. Um, it's really sad to see him, see him go away. Um, he will be missed. I I hope there is a plan in place for the team to, to honor him in some capacity, uh, either for the home home opener. Um, I think the fans, I hope the fans, there's a new, a new breed of fans that are coming into, into DC United supporter, And I I hope that is a good thing because I think it has needed a refresh for a long time. So yeah, I think that's going to do it. Um, John, I think what's going to do it for this week, unless you have anything else you want to, you want to drop in? No,
1: I think we've, we've heard a lot of interesting rumors about their plans to make the stadium a little bit more, uh, history acknowledging, Mm -hmm. acknowledging, uh, so that might be just kind of, just the kind of thing that we're talking about here. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Yep, Yeah. Please, please, for the love of God, can we get some championship
0: banners? Can we, can we get something? I think that's coming. I think that's coming. Championship wall. Yes. Yes. Please, please. All right. That's going to do it, everybody. We will probably be back next week um, for a show. I think we're going to kind of keep, keep the, keep the, the show flow going. Um, If you are listening to the show and you are uh, wondering what's up with Kindred Spirits and the Washington Spirit, we've got an interview with Tara McKeown. Yep. Tara yeah Thursday Tara
1: in your pod feeds make sure you're subscribed yes uh, to kindred spirits and you'll get that yes.
0: so we're not we're not doing a, a kindred spirit show there wasn't a whole lot of news that dropped so but we do have the interview with, with Tara McKeown so definitely check that out um, thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you guys next week vamos, vamos. all right mm. stop recording yeah